This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, we're back to do it again for another week. Um, some interesting games last weekend, Mitchell, and some not so interesting games. Uh, let's jump all the way back to Thursday night with a close but not so interesting game between Brisbane and Cronulla, where uh, the Broncos continue to be okay at Suncorp. Uh, you called this result in advance. Um, and yeah, the Sharks were awful. Uh, young Nicholas Hines had a genuine one out of 10 showing that he was really, really terrible. And uh, yeah, the Broncos, they did pretty much, this was, I mean, take that round one game against Souths and run it back. And that's pretty much what this game was. Yeah, I think we should start. You, you probably owe the listeners an apology for the false no. God you've been selling them. I don't on, think so. Uh, on the Cronulla Sharks. Why? Potentially, I don't know. The team with a pod and the fun oh, team. You probably, you probably are the middle of a bit of a I mean, it was, what was, it was a close game. I watched till the end. You watched till the end. So I'm not sure what's not fun about that. <laughs> Watching to the end is the metric, huh? You know what I didn't watch till the end? Storm 50, what? Newcastle 2, because there was nothing to care about because the game was beyond doubt at halftime. So you got to factor in, you, you got to factor in the competitiveness of games when you make these claims, Mitchell. It's something you and the other bootlickers don't consider no, no. When, they, when they come at me. The but, Storm um, Bootlick is famously popular yeah. club. Yeah, There's like eight yeah. people, of eight of us who like them. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, well, I mean, listen, I was one of them, but you, you are single-handedly trying to drive me away from them. So, Emma, I'm, um, I'm trying to invite sorry, you in. I'm trying to invite you, you into the store. <laughs> make, that's a complete lie. <laughs> no, um, I can't. I will not disavow after one terrible game. Um, I will make the point that regardless of their results, every Sharks game this year has been watchable, which is kind of half the point. Uh, actually, no, the Tigers game was very shit. But other than that, oh, the Knights as well. Yeah. And right. okay, the Knights game was also shit. So, uh, about- well, it was shit, but no, but we had to watch till the end. That's the whole you start, point. You started you feeling a little sorry? It feels like you're feeling sorry. No, I'm, I'll, I'll happily double down. I mean, they, they played as bad as they possibly could in this game. But, you know, that happens to teams sometimes. I mean, not Melbourne or Penrith, but everybody else. To, that happens to, to false to. idols, it happens to, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry that I said that I like watching the Sharks. What a, what a heinous crime that I committed. And I was it's, duly it, it, it punished. Is. I'm glad you're admitting it. And I was duly punished by the rugby league gods by dishing up this absolute stinker of a game. You were. You were punished now, by that. And you're punished in the hands of the Kevolution. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Apology accepted. <laughs> the listeners uh, will be yeah. happy to hear that. You're such a dickhead. Um, yeah, I'm look, just doing my, my civil duty okay. for the people, I mate. Fucking, That's all I'm doing. You, you have no civil duty. You're just being a pest for the sake of it. Anyway. Um, yeah. Uh, they were awful in this game. Brisbane weren't much better, but they got the job done. Um, right down to the performance, is this basically what you saw coming? Well, I, I think it's a bit unfair. Like, I've been hard on Brisbane all year, right? I think it's a bit unfair to call them awful in this game because they put hey, their so they energy... were not much better. Yeah, they put their energy into like upsetting the Sharks, like getting them off their game and getting them, and it worked. Like. They, when we spoke about this, I know I said it a few weeks ago, and I know a lot of it's in Broncos Discord too. I kept saying like, "We'll beat the Sharks, and it'll be a fall storm for us because we're good at we're good at home, and for some reason we've beaten them through this terrible patch we have." But the thing that was different different about how Brisbane play to how most teams play currently is that they still play rushing defense on the edge like a lot, and they're not too bad at it to be honest. And 
in this game, it was the first time this season anyone's really jammed in on the Sharks. So just throwing something different at them. That's true. And it doesn't mean doesn't mean it's a way to shut the Sharks down forever, but they couldn't they didn't handle it. And I thought that's like I think Brisbane deserve a bit of credit for that working because you know, not only did it work on the left hand side of the field where with Talakai, like the Stags and similar shut him down. They also got Hines way off his game and they got they stopped playing in their shapes. You had like Hines trying to play ad lib football and he's been good this year when he's just steering them around, you know, playing their shapes and feeding the guys outside him, letting other guys do the hard work, you know. And this game, he was some parts of the game, he skipped it. He's like skipping around the middle of the field with the ball in his hands for no reason, just skip it around. And Matty Moreland was actually okay. And I was pretty ropeable that we went down because I thought we were, you know, they made a lot of mistakes, but again, I thought a lot of it was through pressure from Brisbane. And I thought more than scores of fucking course, this team can't even beat the Sharks when they're off their game at home. But like we saw last week, they still haven't, they probably played a good a hundred minutes the whole season, you know, and with the ball together, you know, but if you defend your line, shut the other team down, that's some, it's all, sometimes it's, it's enough. And they did it in the second half of this game as well. It was enough that some moments of individual brilliance from, from like, you know, Katoni in the end of the first half. But then you have like Herbie and Capewell doing well as well there. Capewell bombed a try being a bit cocky when he kicked for himself. But, you know, they, they can score a few points at home. My real worry is how they turn up away again. I, I still have no, they're four and four. And they still feel like they've won two games to me. But uh, I have no faith yet. But the faith will come if they turn up away from home for the first time ever. Well, yeah. I mean, that would upset me. So I don't but, want that. Yeah. But, but it, I mean, for Brisbane around, you look you, after like how Tamari Martin's come in and, you know, he's obviously been a bit overrated because of the, the, the gap between what we were, what we had and what, what he is. Like he's just been pretty competent and, and he's been all involved in the attack. He hasn't really d- done anything sensational. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, but a lot of effort. Defense looks much better. It would have to look back at the draw and go, Jesus Christ, if he was our fullback, we probably don't lose to the Roosters. You know, it's like we probably, and we probably should have beaten them. There's that NBM beef. I heard it. I, can't, I, I, <laughs> I fixed it yesterday, but it keeps coming Boy. back. It's not like last time where it just went like it went away yeah. permanently. And the it Cowboys. Just back. I think I might Cowboys actually have to good. replace it this time. The Cowboys are good. They probably still beat us, but they picked on Tessie. And if T was there early, it might be different. Uh, not loving Tyson Gamble and that he just re- gets st- stays in the side because we keep winning. But I guess if that's my big problem during winning, mm. that's fine. I was um, impressed in this game. They're like, guys, like Payne Haas didn't finish it. And I didn't like P- Pakes didn't play long enough. I was impressed that they found a way to win Payne Haas going off. There was They kept opening the door up for the Sharks and the Sharks couldn't couldn't do anything with the ball. And, you know, for, for Talakai looked like a human. That the not saying the hype deserved to end. It was just really funny before this game, like, the sharks were getting treated like well, I watched. Yeah, that, that, I watched the challenge with babysitting, and the yeah. telecast stuff I loved. But before the nine game, it was like heats of hype. And it was like watching one of those videos. You know, it's like round one of the finals, or like round yeah, twenty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it felt like when Penrith were good again, they did all those videos. It was like yeah, sweet. But it was like they did form for the sharks last week, and it's like guys, it's been seven games. <laughs> like, calm down. It's been seven games. And they had they they've still lost two of them, and now they've they've lost three of their eight games, and they were and they were patches in this game that were decent, and I I don't think like I thought their backline played okay, I just think they got let down by the halves and and the guys in the middle. I think the middle guys got folded a lot, and then 
Hines panicked. And Moylan did do some things outside of shape that looked good, but they didn't really get into what was working for them all season. Yeah, hey. it, sound, it sounds simple, but the rushing defense on Talakai really did work. He didn't know what to do. They clearly upset him, and that really just rattled Cronulla's entire game. Yeah. And they, it's good that that's been discovered in round eight, so they can have plenty of time to work that out because obviously he's very important to what they've been doing this year. But yeah, really poor showing from him. I mean, not entirely his fault. Nico Hines is bad as well, as we said. But um, yeah, oh, very much down to earth sucked with him, a mate. thud oh. for Cronulla. But they've made a couple of changes this week. They're still in the top four. It's still been a decent season for them so far. And we'll see if they can bounce back. Um, yeah, I thought I thought McInnes was garbage, by the way, starting in this game. I've, I've been a fan of the signing and a fan of him playing mm, there. Yeah. But uh, man, he... With every single hit up was like shitload of pillow days, mate. He was, huh. I think his role was supposed to be getting fast play the ball. So he's trying to find yeah. his front fast, but he ran into contact and then they just happily slowly lower him to the ground under his front, hold him down and then get him up. And it's like, that wasn't yeah. creating any fast play the ball. And he was doing it still towards the end of the game when the shape wasn't working. It was, mm. That was garbage. And they'd be better Lynch. with Fanukin back this week. But they've let, they've, they've dropped for feeder as well, which is interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, Wade Graham needs a couple more games under his belt before we can dude. make any judgments. But uh, it looked but, a bit oh, off the dude, pace, he looks we'll so see. off we'll the pace, he Mate, did. But you know, I feel first so game sorry in a very for Wade, but um, oh, he's got his side, I think he's doing well. Yeah, but it's more like he's one of those guys, like, oh, you know, not often I like a shark, I'll be a fan of a player, but yeah. I was a fan of how he played for a number of years, mm. and it kind of all just happened pretty quickly that he lost everything, you know, <laughs> like injuries and then just injury after injury and then it's been what he hasn't played 20 games in 2018 but he's, only, he's 31 ain't that old and he but he's yeah. playing like he's 40 mm. i think that's so, fair i don't know uh, we'll see um for brisbane i thought cape kirk kirk capewell had his first real good game as a bronco and you could see that he probably got a bit over the calf injuries kick pressure was yeah. there a couple of line breaks. His defense is better. And, then <laughs> and of course now he's, he's not playing this week. week. Let's go. Yeah, no no Capewell and well. no Haas. I mean, obviously, you never want to see guys hurt, but it's great for South. If we lose to this team, fucking hell, fuck it up. Oh, mate. But the the first time maybe ever I've seen the team list go and gone, oh, Kevy made the changes, the right changes. Like mm. he, in the, maybe if we'd lost last week, I would have expected you to put Carrigan straight back in the lock, start like Flegler and put Kobe on the bench. But he's put Carrigan at 10. He's left Flegler, sorry, Kobe at 13, Flegler on the bench. And then instead of putting Keenan on the edge, which was terrible when it happened, he's named an edge forward, TC Rabadi on the edge. What a shock. <laughs> like, I was actually surprised that, that, that they actually got named. So I'm happy with those changes. Obviously, no pain ass. Still have Tyson Gamble. I'm not really expecting to win this week, but maybe maybe a couple of win. weeks at the bounce. But man, I'm just loving Adam Reynolds, though, as you'd know. But like, he's just yeah, been fantastic for us. Yeah, I'm really happy for you. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm not <laughs> going to apologize. <laughs> no, I don't want you to apologize. I'm just tired of this disc. Like, these people that are acting like it was literally a straight choice between Lachlan Elias and Adam Reynolds and South Australia's Lachlan Elias. Not allowing for any context of the situation whatsoever. Like, of course, he's better than Lachlan Elias. Of course, he is. That wasn't the issue. It never has been. And it's just every week we seem to relive this. Every week, Adam Reynolds plays well, and I see, like, 500 morons on social media go, oh, can't believe they let him go. It's like, well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, um, we'll see you if you've been playing in three years. Let's make that a thing. Me and you, you can argue for Ilias. I'll argue for Reynolds. That'll be fun. No, I don't want to do that. Absolutely not. Uh, only We can argue <laughs> about tackling only. Tackling only. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I got a, but, I got uh, a chance. <laughs> You got a chance. You do have a chance. Yeah, yeah he was great um, again in this game, and I'm so yeah. glad we got him. Anyway, we can move on from this one yeah. if you'd like to. Like it sounds. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Well, um, 
Do we wait? Do we win the team with the pod rights now, and we beat both your teams? Uh maybe, but I don't think Souths or Brisbane could ever be the team of the pod. I just don't think so. It's what? Okay, so we play you you on Friday, and we don't <laughs> Thursday, play Thursday. the Sharks again. Thursday, sorry, yeah, we don't play the Sharks again this season. If we go three and zero, the Broncos are team of the pod. They might have. to. I be. just don't. I think Souths or Brisbane can be the team of the pod. I just don't think it works. Um, I well, offered okay, you. If, if, I offered, if, hey, if, hey, if hey, Souths go undefeated against the Storm and the Broncos. You Let's can be real. Let's be clear to this, Mitchell. You're 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 chirping a little bit now, but in round one, I said to you straight up, Raiders Sharks winner takes team of the pod, and you wouldn't do it. So no, I don't wouldn't. you? No, you wouldn't. And now you want to come at me. I, and, I offered it to the people, and you don't want to do that. That's democracy has never worked yeah. and will not work here. Okay, yeah. uh, Penrith. If you want to bet on Bronco Sharks, because <laughs> you know well, I was confident before that game. But why the Broncos are not involved? Neither is South. It's been time. No, they point. are now. Oh so my guess, god! Like Stop said, it! Okay, if the when the Rabbitohs got undefeated against the Broncos and Storm, Rabbitohs well, are team of the pod. And the Broncos okay, undefeated okay. against Sharks and Rabbitohs. Right. Broncos are team of the pod. I'm sure, I can see that going over really well with everybody. Um, the Titans stink. Ah, <laughs> uh, this game was shit. I mean, I don't have much to say re- about it. Yeah, we're not going to waste too much time on this. I'm repeat what we said last week about the Titans, essentially. But instead of putting Fafita in the centers this week, you put him off the bench <clears> and unleashed. Like, the Panthers didn't play very well, but the Titans hung around the first half. They did, but they only their only four points came off. What a surprise! Dave Fafita again. He hasn't been twice since or anything. Um, we were him. watching it. We were watching it in our living room. Uh, me, Campo, and a couple other guys, Eddie and Tom, who also to the show, and um. Every time Dave Fafita got the ball, there was a lot of screaming at the television to unleash him. So when he got over the line, so when, well, not when he got over, when he threw that pass to set up the yeah. try, the boys were on their feet screaming. Uh, sad, sad news for the boys in this game, by the way. They they all had um they all had uh, Dylan Edwards' first try, so they were doing laps around the bunker dome when he scored. But then, of course, the bunker took it away. So that was the bloody bunker, mate. The bunker's ruining, ruining drive degenerate gambling. Um, and uh, yeah, also Toby oh, Sexton had a Kevin really Sorry, Toby Sexton had a really bad yeah. game as well. And Kevin Proctor, I think, had one run in this game. Yeah, one run for four meters. And I've been That's knocking not good. him and I gave well, gave my my boy Ricky a, a blasting, and he's improved since, even though I'm still his biggest fan. But I mentioned how Proctor was only got less meters than him, and he's made like 22, 39, and four meters in games since. It's a good start. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> and there was the thing four last meters. week where there was a thing last week where they started him instead of Fafita and he gave away a penalty on the second tackle of the game or something. And it's like, yeah. what are we doing here? But like, I, I like the, Kevin Proctor like for a long possession. time, but there's no there's no need for him to be in first grade anymore. But they had heaps of possession too in that first half, like when he had four minutes. They had so much like, ball. You know, I don't understand. It makes no sense. Like he only played 45 minutes and sometimes like, oh, fuck, you know, you say he only had one run, but it's like the other team had the ball, the whole, whatever, whatever. No, they, they had even possession in that first half. Um, Toby Sexton was really bad as well, I thought. I like Toby Sexton. I don't think he had, I thought he had a terrible game. thought he did the uh, wrong thing a lot. I agree. I agree. This is the same stuff we were saying said last week about about this club. It's like they let Fogarty go, you know. And we know he's injured now, but when they didn't go, they didn't know he was injured. But it's like they they know Sex has a lot of potential, but he'd only played a couple of games last year, back in the year, and it was a bit of a spark. And they decided, or instantly on that, he was ready for a full NRL season with no plan B. Like there's no backup halfback. Will Smith's the backup halfback. Like who's now playing five eight because the third choice fullback. And yeah, what a shock. AJ Brimson is actually really good at fullback. Yeah. And I know what they're trying to do with Jaden Campbell and Brimson. I know what they're trying to do there, but you've got to make some tough calls at some point, right? And when they had both of them, instead of thinking, 
Brimson's the better fullback. We'll just stick with Brimson. And then maybe Jaden becomes a six or we let Jaden go. They kept them both. And that's what bad clubs do. Yes, that yeah. is true. Like, let's, you just, they, they bit the bullet on Fogarty. Like, mm. someone would have signed Campbell and maybe Campbell comes back in the first grade. I like Jaden Campbell, but Brimson's a better fullback than him and not a very good 5 8. And I don't think either of them solves that, that issue for them as a, for, as a six. So, like, are they going to have, uh, Jaden Campbell play six now? Uh, maybe. I don't know. He's not playing particularly um, well in Queensland Cup. No, that's true. Um, so. I don't know. They're a mess. They're an absolute mess. Penrith are good. I don't know. Well, we, eh, who cares? Yeah, I mean, Penrith didn't really turn up and then they, they won. This, <laughs> like, won. It was a, this was a nothing game. Let's move on. Um, it was a nothing game. Sonny Luke looks all right, though, for a dude yeah. in his mid-20s and he's um, been forever. I can't... I was just mortified that Grant Atkins had the temerity to ruin the contest after nine minutes of the uh, Rabbitohs win over Manly by sending Carl Lawton off the field. Uh, let's, I mean, obviously we're going to start with the send-off, but um, I was pleasantly surprised uh, with the, I guess, the amount of people that backed the decision. And I think you and I were in the same camp in the sense that we both thought that it was either a sin bin or a send-off and that neither decision would have upset us. But the fact that he went with send-off is fine. Sin bin probably mm-hmm. I could have lived with as well. Um, I think I think that's a pretty reasonable opinion. Some people thought it was definitely a send-off. I think that's a pretty reasonable opinion too. But the people who were saying, oh, it's an accident, it didn't mean anything, I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how we're only a couple of years removed from Alex McKinnon and... You see a tackle like that, it's a really, really bad tackle. And you've got people arguing about the quality of the match being ruined because a guy has to leave the field. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I do get over the, like, I don't like the argument when people go to the nth degree and say, oh, he, this could have happened and that could have happened because it didn't. And the rules are that, like, injury is taken into account. And, like, like, I don't agree with that, but that's what the rules are. So it's not about what could have happened. You know, it's not like, because what could have happened. So when Nathan Cleary did his hip drop on Billy Walters, if Billy Walters tore his ACL, he'd be out five weeks. Nathan Cleary. Just like Toro Fumwino is. So I don't want to deal with it and what could have happened. Yes, spear tackles are bad. Yes, that's the whole point of being banned is that there is obviously bad outcomes of them. But uh, I don't think... Murray was in a lot of danger of being paralyzed as dumb. I'm not a fucking doctor, but like, I think it's one of those ones that it looked, it looked real bad. Send off's fine. I could have lived without the send off. I don't actually think Lawton drove into the ground. He does leave his feet. I know feet, he left though. his, I know he leaves his feet, but I don't, I, I don't know. The sport is played when you play sports, it's really easy when you watch back and you see these things and you go, oh, he should have done X, Y, or Z. Like, Lawton just picked the dude up and panicked, in my opinion. That's what's that's what I believe happened. And he's accepted his charge and he knows he deserves time off. And manly accepted it. Everyone's like, that's a bad tackle gone wrong. Mm. But that's why it's not about intent, is what I'm saying, Bungard. Like, yeah, no, I agree. It's not about intent and what could have happened. What did happen is that he took a dude into a dating position and dumped him on his like head slash shoulder and he got four weeks for it. Yeah, and I just and I was actually really off. impressed with Des Hasler and Daily Tier Evans' conduct afterwards as well. They said basically what you and I said at the top of this piece, which was that. It was either a send off. I think Des's exact words were something like, "Oh, it was." He was going e- off the field anyway. Yeah, he's going off the field anyway. It's it's either for ten or the rest of the game, and he's right. And yeah, I think I'm I'm sure Carl Lawton didn't mean to do it, 
and it, it's yeah. unfortunate, but these things happen. And sometimes uh, players get sent off. What I didn't really understand, and I mean, a bunch of them have been nominated for rookie takes, so we'll spend more time mm. on it on Thursday. But like the amount of people clamoring to fix this problem that I don't think really exists. Like send-offs are extremely rare. Send-offs this early in the game are even rarer than that. I think I read that it was the earliest send-off in 15 years or something. So this idea that we need to tweak the rules or something going forward, just, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me either. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Like it's, they don't happen that often. And, but I don't like the Alex McKinnon thing because I just think it's a it's a straw man that doesn't really apply to these things. I don't, and I'm not pro spear tackle. I'm not trying to be some idiot. They're bad. They are bad. But I just don't like hearing we just had Alex McKinnon. Oh, what if he was Alex McKinnon? Well, if he was Alex McKinnon, we want to be out for the rest of the year. You know, that okay. Is that is that what you want to hear? Well, like, I mean, I'm not saying that's you. That's I heard that a lot. It's like, but the way Alex McKinnon happened is not a spear tackle. Like that's why I don't like hearing it. It's like you you tell me the the spear tackle like this that led to that. I think it's more that that's just a very visceral example of, yeah, of what is. can go wrong when a player gets dropped on their head. Um, I don't think yeah, it's a, I don't think anyone's really trying to make a direct comparison between the tackles. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's fine to bring it up just because I think it does help a lot of people contextualize what we're talking about. Because um, some people have short memories when it comes to this sort of thing. And other, there's just some people that think that nothing yeah. is ever a send-off. So, okay, but this is a terrible example. But I want to I'll say to you, like, in the WWE, right, how often do dudes land on their head or neck? Yeah. Every every single weekend, right? Yes. When the AJ Styles has done from. the Styles Clash a million times. But, but when the, the other guy the, gets his head in the wrong spot, it could go wrong. Well, the, the go, it goes wrong more likely, though, right? When, when the combat is like Alex McKinnon's, when the spine is jammed. You know, mm. so I'm not trying to reason with Carl Lawton this, this thing, but it's like Murray landing on the back of the, of his head is less likely to paralyze him than the way McKinnon got paralyzed because McKinnon was driven into the ground with his head down, kind of like if you got pole driven in the WWE. When yep. pole drivers go wrong, that's when Dewey gets Dewey gets neck problems. So Ken Murray would be a bit sore and similar. I just didn't like like I don't know. I just didn't like people acting like it was as bad as one of those instant instances. You know, it was four weeks is about appropriate and. You know, it's I, I, I'm more interested in do we end up in a space? The send offs are coming more prevalent, which I'm cool with. Do we end up in a space where the send off gets changed? I mean, maybe it is entirely possible. I don't think it needs that's to. That's what be changed, I'm more, but I think that's what I'm more pro it. Like, I think we might get more send offs that actually deserve that way if we get that 20 minute sin bin and then the guy can't come back. Yeah, but like, I guess. I don't know. Like, I feel like send-offs are so rare that it doesn't... Re- I don't think it needs fixing because it doesn't matter. I mean, it, it gets treated as, a, as needed fixing because, like, this is a game that is played on prime time, right? And everyone turns off. And that is a legitimate concern for the game, right? You know, and I'm not going to say there's more heat of send-offs, but it just doesn't rule... It did ruin... It's not blaming the referee. It ruined the contest. It did. But it was always... That's what send-offs do. Don't get sent off. Yes, but... uh I'm interested in, I don't know what people think. Um, I'm fine with it staying the same as well, but I'm, I'm not certain that it will stay the same. Like Union made the change. Union's a terrible example, but I just feel like we're getting to the way I just said it then. People think it ruins a contest, ruins a broadcast. We won't open a space that does get changed into a 20-minute send-off in, in the future. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. The game itself, uh, it's difficult to analyze stuff a lot when everything did change so early. I think... Manly did well to get ahead and sort of hang around for about an hour. Um, Alex Johnson played really well again. Just want to add that he's yeah. having a really good season. 
I haven't, I don't think I've said that. Did he, on the didn't he touch the ball like five times in this game? Yeah, he stood two people up to score a try as well. He defended well, did a lot of good things. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to analyze it too much because yeah, they were, they had an extra player the whole well, time. So yeah, I was going to say uh, this game was going to raise a fair question of, of Tommy Turbo's back this week, but Jason Saab's out. But I thought it was going to raise a fair question of Tui Palutu against uh, Jason Saab for keeping that wing spot because mm. I think Tui's a better player than, than Saab. Obviously, Saab was like a six-again masterstroke last year, but the, the rules are back to normal and he's back to being a liability in you know, 71% of the game. Whereas last year's liability, but it was in small periods. Now it's like pretty much the entire game is a liability. Mm. Jair has been really good. Yeah, but and uh, I, I, was... I, I do think Mandy did well to, as you said, that like hang yeah. in this game. So did the night. Knights' last good game, mate, was when they had twelve. Weird, huh? For the mm-hmm. whole game, but and uh, yeah, Shaq, Shaq Mitchell as well. That was cool. Yeah, good so much you can take from it, mate. Because like South kind of sucked, but it didn't really matter. Yeah. Like, yep. they they knew they were gonna win. Uh, Josh Schuster back through a cool pass. That was nice. He did. That was cool. Uh, Schuster and then. Cole as well, looking down the center. Ben Tavoyevich starting this week. Three turbos in a lineup. Three turbos. Off, I like it. Mm. Three turbos. It's a lot of turbos. Money to power was cooked, hey. Like, yeah, he's not good anymore. Like he won't get like he might get one of those terrible contracts next year as long as he's like hundred K to pay off the bench, but he's not getting a decent deal. Like he played like 28 minutes in this game. Still, all the troop they were down, they barely played him, and he was still terrible. Like that mm. tended tackle on Tom Burgess. That was very bad. Not great. Yeah, not good. All right, let's move on. Um, yeah. Uh, the 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 Canberra Raiders. They're not great, are they? Uh, what does it say that every Raiders fan we know knew they were going to lose this game at about the hour mark, and so did we? And then they, they did half time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, I thought it was a very soft penalty to tie the game, but fuck, like, what are they doing? Just score a point in the second half. That's five scoreless second halves in eight games this year, mate. The it's a it's not great as you said, but the Warriors had one thousand one hundred and seventy five meters and one, mm. and that's the what I think it's. I've only got records since twenty thirteen for for team run meters, but there's only three sides in twenty thirteen to have less meters to win and and win. Wow. No, sorry, fifth, five sides. Their average set minutes. distance was 26.7 meters, and they won. Yeah, not great. <laughs> like, just they 50, 59% completion rate they finished on, mate, and they won the yeah. game. Like, they came after the game, Reese Walsh said they were garbage. And it's he like, did, yeah, yeah. They were garbage. And they won. Like, it was just one of the worst losses that I've, I've seen in recent memory because of just how poor. The Warriors were. They were just there to be had the entire game. And I did look up. I was surprised. There's actually quite a few teams that had won with really bad completion rate, but a lot of them had been like, you know, really bad com- condition games. But this was like, a, a, I haven't got a filter on my database, unfortunately, for, you know, was it really wet or not? But I had to look some of them up. But it was fine conditions and neither team really wanted to win that football game. It felt like just because obviously it's had 59% completion for the Warriors, but the uh, Raiders only completed 28 of 40, but they still like gained the Warriors by like 400 old meters. And if they held the ball, it felt like it was their game to 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 lose. And they they uh they did lose it anyway. <laughs> but man, like the tries they concede, I know they all count the same, but the first two off like Rapana at fullback, that's over an hour. 
terrible. And they're like, they're just awful, right? Like they look like wooden spooners. And we have a few teams like wooden spooners. We, we have a spoon contest again. I don't know who the spooners are anymore. Uh yeah, there's I mean, there's them, there's the dogs, there's tigers still. Um, Titans, mate. I think the Titans yeah, are, are, are there's there is five teams on two wins, and the Bulldogs are trying the hardest out of them, that's for sure. You know, the, the yeah, Bulldogs right. suck, but like the, we'll get to the Knights. But yeah, the, this game was disgusting for the Warriors. And um, they've, they've made Ricky's made a lot of changes this week. And it feels like a lot of changes he made a couple of weeks ago. The ones he's made, he's brought. Jack Croker Klopp being back is nice. Yeah, Croker's back in for semi Valame, which is like Valame should have been added ages ago. You have Rapana to the wing. You have Nickel Clockstar back to fullback. Those all make sense. And in this game, we did find one thing that worked all right. Adam, Adam Elliott did play quite well starting at hooker. They needed to find someone to start there for Tom Starling to come off the bench. That worked okay. But they were just disgraceful, man, that rest of that game. And now they're missing Jack White for a couple of weeks. And these couple of weeks are pretty important for them. They've got the they've got the um, Bulldogs this week. And then the Bulldogs have the Knights the week after. But we're in this period now that there's a couple of games here that actually mean a lot to the Spoon. Yeah, it's crazy to say that eight, eight nine rounds in, but uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Yes, oh mate, because they just all look so bad. Like, I don't know. Feel I don't bad. know what to say about bad for and, the Raiders and the Warriors, oh. like themselves, that they're down there. Like they have as almost little meters over the eight rounds as the Raiders do, but they just found they've got some shitty wins. They were terrible in this game, mate. Like they were really they were bad, playing like a bunch of losers. They're having tantrums, giving away penalties, getting little little fights, and. They won. They have as many wins as Souths. Yeah, but they, they've got like they've jagged some terrible wins. They've won all their games up in up at uh, Redcliffe, but they beat the Cowboys by one in that game. For some reason, the Cowboys didn't bring Val in to kick a field goal. Whatever they've uh, they beat and they beat the Raiders. But they've won every game they have played at Redcliffe now, which is um what is it? They're four and zero. Not that many, but I mean, yeah. <sighs> I can't they have four I can't believe they have four wins. It's it shouldn't be allowed. Like they've been so bad and they were so bad in this game. And I don't know, but that's just how bad the Raiders are. True. How bad the comp is, really. Yeah. Like, like we've talked every week about disappointing Souths have looked and they're like fifth or sixth or something. So it's like no, yeah. whatever. A few of the teams, there's a few teams there, Eels, Roosters, and Souths have really struggled with the rule going back, the six again rule changing. Like they've the all those teams, their attacks were all clunky. And yep. I'm okay with clunky attacks to deal with close games, but like I was looking at the other day, like we just have so many average coaches sitting there on our hanging on to jobs, and the teams are reflected by it too. Like I wouldn't want Holbrook, Madge, Ricky, Barrett, or O'Brien over Kevy. That's terrible. Oh. Or Griffin over Kevy, or Brown over Kevy. Yeah, right. And I think, and I don't think Kevy's good enough to be a first grade coach either. That's terrible. Hey, that's, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Like, but, and I know people always ask who's out there or similar, but we've, there's a lot of these guys have had a lot of opportunity already. It's like, we don't know what's out there, but I'm, but, and I know often, oh, there has to be someone better. I'm guaranteeing you there's someone better than these, some of these there coaches. Yeah, like, there has to be. Like, Todd Payton. Last year was disappointing us. Done a fantastic job this year. We'll get to the Cowboys anyway, but you know, he was who you know last year. Like, oh, who do we get in last? You know, a year ago. Bam, there's Todd Fitzgibbon was without a gig at the Sharks, doing great. 
you know, may, maybe someone like a Serraldo could do that. But it's such a weird reason for, for fans and clubs to want to stick with coaches. Like, I understand that coaches do deserve time, but all those coaches and those teams have had time. Mm. Yeah. It, it, and there's just some of these games are just, I mean, some of, some of these teams, I should say, is just so hard to watch at the moment. Yeah, the Ricky, Ricky, Ricky's at a no pressure still. Uh, yeah, I mean, we all we all knew that. <laughs> yeah, like, and Corey Horsburgh got laughed at at the end of this game, man. But he's like the only one of the only Raiders, in my opinion, can hold his head high after this game, man. He had 14 runs, 160 odd meters. He did overrun that uh, Tom Sterling pass. Yes, he did hit Lodge high. Thought the Lodge, as you said, Lodge called. Mm. How the, that wasn't reportable. He didn't get charged. Whatever it happened, but and then he did obviously get dodged by Sean Johnson trying to charge the kick down. But where the fuck was anyone else? Yeah, that's like all three of those moments. The Corey Horsburgh. I'm just happy Joe Croker's back. My guy. Yeah, and that's um, that's his mate. Ricky is gaslit the Raiders fans a treat, mate. They're all now just happy that Croker's back. It's like it's like the break glass in case of emergency thing. If they keep losing, we'll just bring Jarrow back, and everyone will shut up. It worked. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, <sighs> the Bulldogs sprung the upset of the year, which was great and funny. Was um, it the upset I liked of the it. year? Yes. I mean, are you that worried about the Roosters that you didn't expect them to just freeze past well, the I Bulldogs? I, I said not to Coltrane Cup pick him, didn't I, to people last week? Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I don't think it was that crazy of an upset. The Roosters have been that poor. Like, I know we came into the season thinking they'd be exceptional and preseason predictions don't really matter anymore because of like, when we when people predicted things in preseason, the rules changed back to this 40, you know, meter rule change before, like in round one, right before round one. And obviously, no, we didn't know how teams would adapt to it, but the Roosters look hot garbage. They, they stink. Luke Carey's been dreadful. Like, really, really, really bad. Uh, Mate, we talk about... If players lost player X or Y, where would the Roosters be in the ladder without Joseph Marno? They might not have won a game. Like they stole the win against uh, against Brisbane through Joseph Marno. You know they st- like they barely they beat the Warriors with Marno brilliance. Like yeah, as you said, they might not have won a game without him. And they actually no, they thumped the Cowboys weirdly. When they were going up there, I thought, oh, the Cowboys are a real deal. And they thumped the Cowboys up north. That's about oh, yeah, it. That's right. the rest of- yeah. But Cowboys did have three Simbins as well on that game. But still, In- like, insane. they're terrible, hey? They're really awful. I, I can't. We thought they'd win the competition, if not go close to win it. Like, it's crazy. I don't really understand how this has happened. But it can't just be the rules being peeled back. They just look bereft of ideas at the moment. And maybe... Maybe some of it is that the last time we really saw Luke Keery in full flight, it was when Cooper Cronk was there. And before that, it was when Mitchell Pierce was there. And before that, it was when he played with Adam Reynolds at Souths. And I always said that when he played at Souths and his house partner was Cody Walker, that he struggled because mm-hmm. um, he's a much better player when he doesn't have to be the primary decision maker. And I think Sam Walker's got a little bit of a case of second year syndrome as well in the sense that people have figured him out a bit. He's, some of those long passes seem to be getting picked off every week. We saw Josh Adokar take 190 metres in this game. Um, and yeah, uh, and, and I don't think Kiri is really relishing the role of being that sort of dominant ball handler, which he is at the moment. And I know we joked about the Tigers doing it, but maybe Trent has to look at swapping those two guys around in terms of their role and getting Kiri a little bit wider out where he's better. But um, yeah, it's crazy how shit they've been, but it's very funny. 
Oh, mate, like there's a few issues. And another one is like it's probably it touches on what you just said then, but their kicking game is awful. Like they can attack and kicking game is fine, but the rest of the kicking game is bad. Like they can't get downfield with it. They don't get out of trouble with their kicking game. And it's it's one of those things that it's been good for us already having Adam Reynolds and kick meetings. Kick meters is not a good stat. It's a dumb stat because it generally just means possession and field position a lot of the time. But like the Broncos are leading the comp in kick meters because they're always in their half and Reynolds can hit the ball down the field far. But when you look at the Roosters, mate, they they don't have a kicking game from their own half. It's, it's terrible. And it's like, there's no answer to that for them in that side right now. Like, Zahem Veros isn't going to start kicking the ball well. Luke Keery's never been a noted with kicking with the ball. And maybe Sam Walker can get better, but it's not happening in the next three weeks. So the answer for them is like they have to start dominating field position more. But they haven't been good enough to dominate field position. Any, like they make too many simple mistakes. They're not defensively strong enough. And I think, as you said, there's more factors in it than just the rule changes. There is that, you know, before Cooper Cronk went there and also outside of Sunny Bill years, like the years before Cooper Cronk went there, the Roosters were a team that disappointed in parts. They still finished in the top three or four, but they would, you know, lose a game in a few weeks. They shouldn't have lost. Cronk got, went there and they got superhuman. That's a factor. They lost Jake Friend. They lost Boyd Cordner. Those are factors. And whilst they have this really, on, on paper, they have a, a pretty nice 17 still. Although someone aren't playing good football, there just seems to be that such a so many things have happened at once. It is awful, mate. Like this game, like against the Dragons, they found a way to break the line at least in the half. They only had two line breaks against the Bulldogs in the like bad. And you kept waiting, just like against the Dragons, they kept waiting. Oh, don't worry, they'll they'll win this from here. They'll do something. Yeah, and they just don't. <laughs> well, I mean, thank God he. Uh, thank God. Um, Old mate put his foot on the side. Uh, Swale put his foot on the sideline when, because mm-hmm. I don't know how they cleared that obstruction. Neither do I. But like, just not good. Are they? Like, second half again, they completed like eleven of eighteen. Like, they seem to when they're trying to get their way back into the games, they don't respect the opposition much, mate. They keep throwing the ball around too much and keep going too wide too early, and they keep playing too fast. Like Tedesco is playing well. People are knocking him for no reason, but you also get a bit of that frantic energy that he had when he played at the Tigers, like just running around hoping things will happen. Yeah, it's not good, mate. And, you know, Joseph Manu had his worst game of the season and they lose. Like Aaron Shop and him is like a thing now, apparently. Like him feeding, I don't know what Shop got into his head all game, but him feeding Shop after the no try, I can tell you how much Shop got into his skin, huh? Yeah, crazy. Um, But, yeah, I mean, good on the Bulldogs. Oh, mate, I mean, that Matt Burton forty twenty is one of the best I've ever seen. Oh, that's literally possibly the best. I know we like that we don't like to say things are the best ever, but fuck, I can't think of many better. That, that was incredible one and that one. Yeah, there's one Craig Wing yeah. kick once against Penrith when in like two thousand and two or something that was amazing as well. But that one on Sun Saturday was fantastic. Yeah, and they finally got something out of Matt Dafty too. Like for all these faults the last couple of years at the Dragons, every other game or two, he'd do something on the right hand side in the opposition twenty, and they get points out of it. And like we asked a couple of weeks ago, where the fuck's that been? And it was in this game, Ockenbore scored, and uh, yeah, they 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 won pretty much because of that, which is good to see. But the the other ones at like the Attic Car first try, piss week for the Roosters. They can see that dummy half on what last. Oh, that was awful! Really bad. Yeah. The Roosters don't concede tries like that. Yeah, and then they conceded off the scrum with a great intercept from Adokar, and he, and he looks a bit trimmer than he was at the start of the year. Still not the full pace that he had in the past, but, you know, again, trying to go around the Bulldogs, they threw an intercept. 
And you thought, I thought when Tedesco scored, it was like, here we go. But it just wasn't. They just went good from there again. And yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer there, mate, because they're not changing anything. No, uh, it's same I thing mean, this week. We'll see what, well, it's weird though, because he, he acknowledged they got some problems after the game, but I don't know. Maybe they'll make some changes later in the season. Maybe they don't want to tip their hand too early. I have no idea. Well, they, they have the Fafidalist Titans and they should win that game, but they, they just lost to the Dragons and the Bulldogs. And yeah, I don't know. They need to get Victor Rowley's hands off of the ball. You, I know yeah. you're doing that one. He's been terrible. <laughs> yeah, mate. never. Never put him in the same breath as Cam Murray and Isaiah Yo again, please. Like, if we're being serious, like there was seasons there where rather he was gonna, you know, it was like 2019, he was gonna elevate into being one of the best locks in the game after that year. It hasn't happened, and it feels like he's just getting in the way at the moment with with, his, with him being the first receiver. You know, he touched the ball 42 times against the Bulldogs, just too much for guys out of form. And then you have like. There's just seems to be no, as you said, no genuine first receiver or half with how they're playing at the moment. Like Kiri was, you can see the shades of why South got rid of him when they did. As you said, when he played along Cody Walker, this is what he was playing like. Yeah, it's the exact same. Uh, but now he's older and more injury prone and has like 12 concussions. So, yeah. And we'll Joseph Suwali, I feel sorry for him, mate, because like he's been fine and he had scored a great try in this game. But you feel like you're being sold short because of what you were told he was. Hey, when yeah. you watch it, yeah, like, yeah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm, I'm always ready to guarantee he'll be a good first grader. You know, and maybe he'll be a great one. But when you just hear that from who he was, from, and it's not his fault that he was in the papers from 15 and 16. You keep hearing this stuff. You really do expect him to be the one that's like the next Falau or Inglis or similar. Because remember, there was all this shit like your your clubs, yours and the Roosters fighting over him for like two years, and then you watch him play and you're like, I guess he's okay sure. yeah you don't watch those games and go oh i, I see the hype which again is not his fault because he was overhyped no. to the point that no person could possibly live up to but yeah. and yeah. and he's still you know he's an 18 year old in first grade he's doing a great job you know <laughs> but yeah I feel, he feels set up to fail there but you just don't know where they go mate like they, there's that one center spot that's a nightmare for them so they've got momorovsky back in this week there you go that'll that'll fix it but yeah it just there's one center spot there that's just a nightmare don't know how they're going to fix that. Adam Adam Kieran played last week, and then in centers he got a shot. But yeah, and I know we're kind of overstating. They did they did score three tries a piece, but the Roosters are supposed to blow this the Bulldog side away. Yes, exactly. And and you can see after the game, like as you said, I didn't want to call the upset of the season just how bad the Roosters are, but the Bulldogs definitely thought it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Cowboys are for real. I think. I don't know. They were really good. They're awesome. Their defense is great. They there was large parts of this first half, especially where they just repelled everything Parramatta had. Um, they were fantastic. Then they blew them away late. Uh, could not be more impressed. Uh, what's the? Can you explain this to me? Like, I saw someone saying that the Eels didn't choose to have the Cowboys be their opponent in Darwin. It's like, why do they have to play the Cowboys in Darwin and not you know literally any other team? I don't know. I saw the Cumberland throw saying that, and I just think that's a bit of a. I don't think that's the truth. Okay. You know, I understand the NRL does the draw. You know, I understand that. But okay. When Manly started taking a game to Suncorp, you know, like, did they not choose the Broncos and they started playing at Suncorp once a year? That's what started Magic now, for Christ's sake. You know, and I just think there's a bit of consultation there. I know, I think, that, I think the club can pass the buck on that one and say, oh, 
the NRL and the broadcasters do the draw, which is true, but I reckon they have some say on who they take up there. Mm. And I can't be convinced otherwise. <laughs> like, honestly, I can't because I know that the clubs do chat a bit with the draw and, with the, and, the NRL, and I don't think the NRL will be just going, you're taking a game for the there. Say if the, the Cowboys had beaten them uh, like great up there, you know, and they, and to be fair, the Paramount, they've actually won in Darwin a lot and the Cowboys have been good in the past, but I don't think they keep telling them if they went to the NRL, Hey, we don't want to play the Cowboys. They're not going to go, well, not stuff it. You have to play the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, because they're the ones taking the game there. Yeah. It's like when South used to play the Cowboys in Cairns. I was like, what are you doing? Like, fuck, stop doing yes. this. That one was crazy. But was. I get what it's for. It's like, oh, for the locals and whatever. It's like, no, you don't like, I, and I understand it's good for the games, both whatever, but it's like the Eels don't owe the locals anything. They already bought a game there. They don't owe them a team. Yeah. Also, it's an NRL game in Darwin. If people in Darwin like where really, they'll go regardless of whether the exactly Cowboys are involved. So, yeah. Anyway, so, um, the game. Uh, mm. Cowboys, they're great. Parramatta, they stink. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, next game. Can't, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I mean, we couldn't have been more wrong about the Cowboys. Granted, a lot of that was just that we didn't want to get fooled again, like we have been several uh, well, years. We we put caveats in that one though. That was the one one of them. Like I would try to be definitive and not leave caveats, but I said like I can easily be talked into this Cowboys side being good because I like, like all the seventeen, you know. Mm. But I refused. Like I believed in them for like five years. I refused to do it again. Uh, Scott Drinkwater's been great since he came back into first grade. Now fast guys coming off the bench because like their backline's mm. locked in. It's crazy. Didn't see any of this coming. Yeah, Didn't I mean, see any so of it. they haven't conceded a hundred points yet. They were ninety-seven after eight rounds. So, since the NRL era started, the last team to concede a hundred or less is the twenty ten Storm and missed the finals, and they got they got their points taken right. So before that, nineteen ninety nine is the last one you find a team that conceded hundred points or less through eight rounds and not made the finals. That was in ninety nine. Panthers finished tenth. They won eleven, lost twelve, drew one. But they had a season like their season fell apart. They had like Greg Alexander and uh, Steve Carter in and out for half the year. So they fell out of the eight. They finished tenth. But everyone else who's conceded that few points through this period have made the finals. So I'm already ready to say they're lock them in as a finals team. Yeah. Their defense is too good. Okay. So, and before the last couple of years, it was pretty much you can you could guarantee that the premiership came from one of the teams with the best two to two or three defenses. You know, so and they're, they're up there. Like I'll, I looked through it and it's like last year is like Penrith and the Roosters had a hundred conceded, like they'd ride on a hundred. But pretty much every year it's either that team made the finals or they're pretty much a grand finalist. So they conceded so few through this period. So I'm not gonna say they're grand finalists, but I'd lock them into the eight now. Um, is it time to worry about Parramatta yet? Probably not, but they were really bad. Oh, well, that's it's one of those things like the it's always an issue with coaching that you know they won last week, so therefore Dylan Brown can play center this week. And it they did a good job, but it was Newcastle for fuck's sake, you know, but they did a good job, they, they planned around it, worked great, but then it's like okay, you got away with it. Now put your really good 5-8 back at 5-8, you know? <laughs> and they didn't. And they were awful. And they were going sideways a lot of the game. Dylan Brown was in and out of, like, you know, he wasn't as involved as you want to be. Having the best season of his career, he's out sitting out in the centers. And they just got pounded. And then the Cowboys' defense, what, what they've done now, like, their defense is so frustrating that it forces bad decision-making. And I don't know what, the Eels were doing, but they a couple of times they'd finish sets and you know, for some reason Gutherson's kicking grubbers. 
all this kind of stuff. But it's like you, the, you, the Cowboys put you off your game with their defense, and then they take advantage of the game rolls on. And you know they didn't score to the thirtieth minute, and then they score what three tries in the last six minutes. Yeah, so people want to say the, the scoreline isn't a reflection of the game, but I think the scoreline ended up being a reflection of the game. You know, towards the end, they had to dominate them from start to finish, just with their defense. Um, the Newcastle Knights are really, really bad, and we might have prematurely taken a victory lap by saying, um, "They're not Clifford." Yeah, they've both been dropped this week. Oh, so... we're not moving on from the Cowboys yet, are we? I'm not ready to move on. Oh, what do you want to say? <laughs> Now, I wanted to mention just like you said, drink water at fullback. The mistakes defensively are going away, which is great. But like I was, I was at the pub with Nick Cantor for this game, and he and people laugh at him when he said it. But he said that first try that pass he threw, he said there's only three fullbacks in the competition going to throw that pass, and he's one of them. And I agree with him. Like just because it's not drink water doesn't mean like that pass was exceptional. Like 20 meters to on on the felt's chest. Yeah, like three linebackers, just two tries. He's great back there, and Peyton. You know, wanted to try the hammer at fullback. And he's lucked into this. It happened last year with Dez, for example, when he lucked into Schuster in the back row. And it took the hammer getting injured to put Drinkwater in, but they are a much better team with Drinkwater at fullback. Points come through from him. Townsend and Dearden are settled. Dearden's playing really well, but they need Drinkwater to score points because he plays on the back of that solid work. They have that good defense and the solid at the middle. And Drinkwater is like the cherry on top of that attack. And he's made Felt look great. The last couple of weeks. And on top of that, what a shock, Bunga. Jason Tamalolo isn't finished. No, he's he's still great. Yeah, who knew the one bad year with the shit rule changes and also he broke his hand like seven times. Wasn't a reflection of his entire career. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Um, and Ruben Cotter, though last one, Ruben Cotter, 80 minutes, 16 Bolton, runs, mate. a bazillion tackles. I think that one's legit. People laughed mm. at that tweet. I'm like, I would not be upset if you got picked there for Queensland. If you got picked on the bench, like, just because, you know, he's been in their plans for years to be, the last couple of years to start and play big minutes with the Cowboys. He's been injured, you know? And now he's playing every week, playing 50 to 60 minutes. This week he played 80. He's been fantastic. And I don't love tackle stats. With 54 tackles and none missed against the Eels is a mammoth effort. All right. Um, so the... Halves that were, we were told were the worst, and then we said, actually, they're really good, have now both... No, no, we did say really good, not the worst. <laughs> not the worst is what we said. Uh, they've now been dropped, both of them. Yeah, they're the putting out now that, like, what are they saying? They're saying that Clifford has a personal issue and that Clune is struggling with his injury. It's like, yeah, man, I saw that. <laughs> so not playing. It's like, yeah. I'd always, I could see him play with the injury, so that whatever, they're resting him up. But I think if they were, you know, if they played okay, they would still be in the side, if you ask me. That's what injury in quotes it is. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is going wrong at Newcastle? You're asking some good questions. Questions I don't have answers to. Um, Mate. They're rubbish. Like, well, again, we saw those first two weeks and thought, yep, see, they're not wooden spoon contenders. They, out of the, t- if you had to, if I only watched this weekend of rugby league, and obviously the scoreboards are easy. But if you just went watch body language this weekend, right? I'd have yeah. told you the two worst teams of the competition are the Knights and the Raiders. Yeah. The Knights in this game, oh my God. The Storm didn't even have to try to score points. Like they score points easily, but like the, the Knights couldn't even jump on a loose ball. Like they drop like three times and the ball's on the ground, just jump on it. 
and they fucked it up. Like the try Justin Olam scored where he just like stepped through Sasangi and Clifford. Embarrassing. And those are the things when you start thinking like this team doesn't give a shit. This team doesn't care if they win or lose. And it looks like the Knights team of the past. It looks like the team from 2016 when they're doing that kind of stuff. And this wasn't supposed to be that team, obviously. And obviously there's a lot of guys out injured, but injury is not an excuse for application and they have no application to their game right now. And Adam, I, I didn't think he'd be anywhere near getting punted in preseason. If they play like that for like two more weeks, he should get punted. Like he should be first coach sacked out of nowhere because that is gone. It's gone like Seabold bad at Brisbane real fast. You know, the Broncos won like the first two games that year. Yeah. And then they were kind of bad and then they were off a cliff. It looks exactly yeah. the same as that. Well, I mean, we've heard from multiple people that he's not exactly the easiest personality to get along with. So I always assumed that when things went bad, they'd get really bad. Yeah, mate. And they're getting like getting really bad footy out of the guys like Saif- the Saifidi twins are playing their worst footy since they were rookies when they were thrown into first grade. Been real poor. I thought Ponger actually tried his guts out in this game, by the way. He usually cops it a lot, but he made a couple of one-on-one tackles that stopped certain tries, you know, that he wouldn't have made in the past. But, mate, everyone was bad. Clifford was terrible. Clune was average. Clifford, he did exactly the same. The Knights used to do this when they sucked. When he tried to kick the ball out, to, like, but he, he tried to grub the ball out, but kicked it out in the full, like 20 minutes in the game on their 40 to waste time and he kicked it out in the fucking fall. It was like nothing was going right for them. Uh, and I, I could with you, mate. I think they had no way he's a technical coach. And I don't know, mate. I think those are the type of guys that when they lose a group, they really lose them because they're not really the world's best motivators. Mm. You know, like it reminds you, you know, Seabold's one, you know, Brian Smith's another one like that. Those guys that really like their structure and technicalities and things like that. And sometimes, you know, when you play really bad, you don't want to go back into that same bullshit of like, okay, we're just going to do, this is our set plays. This is our structures every week. Like some weeks you just want to like, bad teams often get weeks off because they're bad to get away from think, thinking about footy. And I just think those guys that overdo it are the ones that once things go wrong, they can really drive it into the ground. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the Knights if if this is how they turn up in the next week or two. Like he can't, he can't stay if they play this bad again, right? That's, no. So what have they done? They've, they've two weeks in a row. They haven't scored at home. First time ever. In the first team ever to not, to not do that. The first time they've ever not do that, sorry. Uh, they've scored four tries since round four. That's bad. They scored four tries <laughs> against the Panthers in round four, mate. With, yeah, that's not good. Players. It has gone so bad so fast. Sometimes these so things just happen. The Panthers, it's weird when they happen. Round and... three, sorry, mate. Not round four. Round three, they played the Panthers. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I, we should get Harry Ramage on. I think I think everyone's like, Knights fans were backing him in. It's pretty rare that he can go so bad so fast. I think Knights fans want him gone. Hey, it's gone that quick. Yeah. It's crazy how... A... It's crazy how quickly it's fallen apart. Yeah, that's a fan base that like backed in. Was very mate, patient like with coaches in the past. Yeah, they're very patient. They turn up. Rick Stone's lose, doing his best. All that, and mate, now the, the tendencies are finally falling. They've had enough. They've had enough of showing their pride in that team. Well, I, I'm not going to check this, games. but I'm pretty sure their crowds in this year have been worse than in 2016. They have been. 
That dish had 15,000 at this game. And uh, no, it's not great. Like in in 2016, they averaged 15,891. Okay, they're still ahead now. We're wrong, but uh, we're we're missing. Actually, maybe they're not ahead, but they've had some bad crowds. They've had some worse crowds, that's for sure. They had 9,001 of them. They had 15,000 this week. They still had the so Pat, Parramatta and the Tigers drew 25, but we'll see how it goes over the full season. They wouldn't spoon you, mate. Like they were still drawing okayish crowds. You know, they had what 20 against the, the Tigers, 20k against Manly, 16k against the Sharks. Like obviously it went away as the year went on, but they still had okay mm. crowds. Yeah, very sad stuff. Uh, Melbourne are pretty good. Oh mate, like again, I, I obviously enjoy watching the play, but it's when it's yeah. like this, it's like, what's the point being the other team? Like they were pulling out trick shots from kickoff, knowing they were gonna fuck the night yes, up and they absolute did absolute piss take. I did like, enjoy the half time penalty goal, by the way. Yeah. Hilarious. Xavier Coates like jogged one of his tries in, stepped inside and just walked. You know, and they threw some long cutouts and everything, you know, didn't mind them. Tepo Moral played three minutes and scored a try. That's pretty good. George vindicated. Yeah, and now he's dropped this week. But oh. uh would he get hurt? I don't know. I think maybe he got hurt. I don't think anyone um, anyone's looking at that. But how about Josh King just dancing on the Knights too? Yeah. 212 meters. That's that's extremely funny. Yeah. Look, that's like a, kickoffs, but well, I mean, that's like a but that's a whole thing, right? Like, is it is he is it because he let like it's 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 a chicken or the egg thing? Is like is he good because he left Newcastle and has a good coach now, or is he good because he's at the storm and they make everyone good? I don't know. Maybe it's both. I don't think he's good. That's that's the real secret. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? fine, but he's been playing well, I should say. Yes, he has. He's got okay numbers. But he's in that position now that it's like, you know what? If you're pretty fit, which is what he is, if you're pretty fit and you play in the forwards, you can make 100 meters playing every week playing for the for the Storm. And he hasn't most weeks, but, you know, it's just like that's, that's what they are, mate. It's a pretty piss easy job if you're like Josh King when they're rolling. Hmm. Yep. Mate, the Knights, uh, mate, that's proper crisis. Hey, also, like, Chris Randall good. sucks. It, and, yeah, he's bad. Well, I mean, I yeah, mean, their, season, their, their finals hosts were kind of dead on arrival when Brayley got hurt in the preseason. So, yeah. Like, and I then the other stuff, that, like, so, you know, I don't know, like, Milford can't play to round 12. What is the stupid ruling they made there? Yeah, round 11 or 12 that he can't play yet. So, this week, they've named Crossland and Hoy in the halves. I wouldn't be shocked if Pong is playing 5-8 and Hoy's playing fullback. But Jesus, like how how was that their lineup in, in round nine? And how have they they've gone into a season under the cap? And I, I, we all thought they were signing another hooker because Randall's not good enough for 80, but how have they gone into a season like just like how we asked the Titans earlier? It's like how are the Knights gone into a season like this? Like even bad teams, like the Broncos might have terrible hearts, but they got them. They got six of them. You know, they suck, but they have them. Like I'd rather have Tyson Gamble than Phoenix Crossland. I don't know how they're in this spot. It's a good question. It's it's like I I don't know either. Like I didn't think they'd be. Pitch, I thought they'd just be mid table again this year, but they're worse than so that. They I think I picked them like tenth or so. They're terrible. Mm. And I mean, people who put that spoon bet on, mate. I, I don't know if they'll get the spoon. Might be a cash out, but I'm maybe wait a few weeks because guys like Clifford are not their their confidence players, and he's not looking happy. And I don't know. They'll get some players back, and I, you know, they'll. What are they missing? They put a, they put a puppy yesterday. Four million dollars of their cap they're apparently missing. So they're missing, um, as you mentioned, the halves, 
Mitch Barnett's out, uh, Jaden Braley's out, and then what, who else are they missing? Oh, they're having Dom Young back and Fitzgibbon back, but they're missing Gagai, Heimel Hunt. They did just have Dom. Um, yeah, so Dom Young's back. That's it. But I don't know. I don't. They shouldn't be this bad without a couple of some players though, like that. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Um, the Tigers are back to being the Tigers again, but. And right down to copying a very weird refereeing decision. I thought that was a try. Am I? Am I? Which one? The um. Oh yeah, yeah. The one they said he knocked yeah. on. Yeah. Um. By uh, Tualangi. Yeah. I thought he scored. It's a hundred percent a try. Okay. Like, good. I, that's what I thought too. But the other thing I didn't get was like, why wasn't it a penalty try? Well, yeah. I, I thought they just butchered the whole thing. Yeah, and that was just weird. That's just one of those ones like they haven't ruled like that tackle in the air thing is a rule which hasn't really changed the game as much as we thought it would. When when it came in, I thought, geez, here we go. In a situation where like players can't tackle in the air, they're gonna just get dunked on or whatever. But really it hasn't happened changed the game that much, tackle in the air rule. And we've had probably instances where it's been close to guys getting tackled and we just let they get let go anyway. Like, how do you go from catching a bond being held up where you got grabbed at some point, right? Yeah. But anyway, in this one, Lomax grabs him like middle midair on replay. They catch it. I think he scores. I think he slams it down. I thought the ball, he scored. Man. But if you get that close to scoring and they call it a penalty for the tackle in the air, why wasn't it a penalty try? And no one seemed to care. This game was on free to as well. Like this should be, a, this should have been a bigger deal. And they lost by six points. Yeah, it's like nobody caught. It's the same thing we said about the Luciano Lua one earlier in the year. Because yeah, that was probably. And I'm not saying about. I'm not saying they cop the call because they suck. I'm saying those instances people don't care because they suck. Yeah, I agree you know? with that. Like, because the wrong calls happen to, to every team by the bunker, they do. And and Luciano one where they didn't, couldn't review the try he scored. It, people just moved on because they suck. But this one, it was like it happened to the Tigers and it went away. It was really weird. Like, I thought it was a try. I just pulled it up again. He puts the six. ball down. What are we doing here? Yeah, like it doesn't, and he doesn't lose it. Like he's, it, it's downward pressure, right? He slams it down. Yeah, I don't I know. No idea. Like, I, I don't know. The first replay looked like a drop, but then we saw a replay that looked like, he, like, looked like he scored. So and, bizarre. Uh, I don't, I don't really understand it. I don't understand it. Um, the game itself, though, um, I mean, it was about what we expected—a pretty arm wrestling kind of game between two teams that. Don't attack all that well. Uh, I mean, the Dragons are what? They're, they're, are they in the finals now? Are they ninth? They're around there. They've won four or five games, haven't they? They're, but Yeah. Uh, like, we, we thought they'd finish about 12th or so, whatever, yeah. around there. That's where they'll probably end up finishing. Like, they they have the advantage of they had Ben Hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much it, hey. Like, he he's found a way to, to you know, get some points when they need it. And they, they've defended, to be honest, like, they're weird. They defend kind of okay. Like they scramble pretty well. They're not good defensively, but they tend to scramble quite well and deal with chaos okay. And this game had far less possession and everything, but I don't know. Didn't the Tigers didn't really look like scoring, even though they did probably score two tries. But I just felt like for most of the game, I'm pretty confident the Dragons winning it. Hey, and then it only took them getting near the line and Ben Hunt going himself. And the next one, the the Jaden Sullivan one is embarrassing, but it was classic Joe O, the standing A defender, doesn't like move forward at all. Takes like one step, then watch Sullivan step him. Like, and then sorry, then tackle Sullivan over the line with him. Like, yep, good job, good job, Joe. 
yeah, you, you're yeah. not a fan of Joe. No, I'm not. I'm not. But isn't it funny? Like, same thing with Tamalolo. We, we spoke about this million dollar man bullshit. How so many guys are on it. You don't ever hear about it when their team's losing. Like, how for feeder is like, oh, the worst contract ever. What we talk about every week because of the Titans. Tamalolo was up with it. That was like for like two weeks. The media couldn't shut up about it. The Cowboys started winning and they shut the fuck up. And his, like Ben Hunt, another one, people have shut the fuck up again. It's like, yeah. Really well. And it shouldn't change based on if the team loses next week. You know, Tamalo having one bad season when he was injured a lot didn't mean his contract, Terry's contract, and send him somewhere else. And same thing, Ben Hunt, like, it is a lot of money, but if he's not worth a million dollars, who is? You know, he's playing like one of the best halfbacks in the competition. He should be the Queensland seven. He won't be because the other guy's the captain, but he's playing, look, the best halfbacks this year on form are what Cleary, uh, him, Moses Reynolds. Oh, Jerome yeah. Hughes. What am I saying? Well, yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah, but they, but Ben Hunt's playing as good as any of them, bar Cleary, I'd say. Ilias, <laughs> mate, w- would you swap Ben Hunt for Ilias? Uh, I wanted I wanted us to sign Ben Hunt in the. I, I heard Souths picked Lachlan Elias over Ben Hunt direct. That's true. It was one v one comparison. Just, and they, they said just... we're going with our guy Lachlan. Terrible. But yeah, that the yeah they, these two teams. Like, it's what we thought the Dragons would be. Hey, they'd hang around. They'd beat some shit teams. They are who we thought they were. Yeah, and they should be better. But they still have like Embi and every week Embi and McCulloch are bad. <laughs> but like they're back there next week. Poor Tyrell Sloan. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, Tyrell Sloan was like, that's the offensive thing for Hook, mate. It wasn't yeah. bad. It was not trying. Yeah. And Tyrell didn't try, and that was it. Whereas, like, Mozambique is, like, bad, but boy, does he try. <laughs> it's true. All right. Uh, you want to say anything else, or can we move on? We can move on. Fantastic. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash rookies uh, is how you can support us uh, financially if you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, you get access to our Discord server. Entry into next year's Coltrane Cup, uh, Priority Question Time, nominations for Rookie Takes, uh, merchandise as well. Uh, lots of reasons to support us. You can do so for as little as $2 a month. Go to patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Uh, Mitchell, we've got Magic Round coming up next weekend. That's really shot up. And we will be having a meetup on the Saturday before the games. Uh, we've got a venue locked in. I've put some money on the bar tab already. It's all sorted. But uh, to be invited, you must be a member of our Patreon service. It's never too late. You can sign up on the day. And come. And you can get a beer that I paid for and then cancel it. And you've probably saved like four dollars. So there you go. Think about that. <laughs> um yeah. And a quick yeah, it, it's gonna be fun. I can't believe how quickly magic rounds come around. Yeah, we will put the um we've already mentioned the pub on the Discord. We'll put out a Patreon post next week yep. just to confirm for those who aren't on the Discord for where the pub is. You just don't want to spread it out a bit too much. We you know, we're happy yep. with people bringing some friends who, who are yeah, subscribers that's and similar, but we don't want to turn to people's pseudos pseudo Twitter NRL meetup, for example, or, you know, Correct. whatever, random people turning up. Exactly, mate. And a quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers of our Patreon schedule. A little bit different. Every time we do a podcast on like the second or third of a month, like a bunch of oh, people yeah, disappear. Yeah, so uh, Dave, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Carnane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey Gooch, Josh Brandon, Josh 98 Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad. 
Never Trendy, Party Keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneiderfield Scores, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, TB, The Black Vegetable, The Human Ice Cream, The Not So Mature Age Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support. To everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens, thank you as well. All right. Uh, we got some news. Uh, Ash Taylor's retired, which uh, he's got a hip issue that he's not been able to get on the right side of. A uh, really sad way for someone who not that long ago was winning Rookie of the Year and had seemed to have the world at his feet. Yeah, I heard a lot of, um, oh, what could have been with Ash? And I honestly... I don't, I don't feel like that with Ash Taylor. You know, I think we had what Ash Taylor was going to be. Um, and that's not a knock on Ash. It's his priority in life, you know, isn't really footy. He was really good at it though. But, you know, I, I don't feel so sad for him. I feel like he, he made a bit about his career, got, got that big money. And, you know, he, he's, um, he's been spending time back home lots recently. He used to go back in the off-season similar to Now I can understand why he stayed – we know why he stayed at the Warriors. He want to stay back home. But I saw like he was doing community work last week over the off season. Is the indigenous community doing like heaps of videos about doing um getting your yeah, vaccinations and similar, you know? And he was out cooking like some sausages or not, not like a Bunnings one the other other day doing things like that. Like I don't know. I think he's just um ready to get on with his life and into the community. And I, I don't want to say like a lot of guys retire young. Rugby league players retire young. You know, and a lot of them wouldn't have made out of the career what Ash Taylor did. So I'm happy for me that, that he at least got his pay packet and hopefully set himself up for the future and that uh, he can enjoy his life from here. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's um just sad one because uh, I know the hip has obviously hastened end of his career, but there's a lot of guys who all go what retiring rugby league's a tough thing, mate. Sports tough that like you retire at my or your age. And uh, yeah, it's 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 sad. And then what do you do with the rest of your life? And at least someone like Ash Taylor, that he's always been a bit more about the family and community stuff. He's probably a bit set up for the rest of his life a bit more than a lot of the other guys who don't like who are just footy guys. You know? Yeah, I mean, he did make a lot of money very young. That is true. He did. He did, mate. Like so, yeah. And um, I don't want to say what could have been, whatever. It's Ash had the career Ash was going to have. You know, he had some good years and I think motivation dwindled. Priorities weren't always rugby league. That's fine. You know, he, he's, as long as he's a happy guy now, move on with his life. And uh, I still remember the like one or two years when we, we all thought he was a second coming, but it never happened. Um, There's a lot of injury news. We mentioned Payne House, Kurt Capewell earlier. Sammy Valame's out, but I think Raiders fans wanted him dropped anyway. Tepo Maroa, as you said, is out for six weeks, shoulder injury. Um, the Knights are saying Adam Clinton has a knee injury, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, the interesting one here, though, is that um, Latrell Mitchell's gone to America to uh, get treatment uh, on his hamstring. So uh, I don't know why, but uh, mate, I, lo- I love I, I love a, um, a foreign specialist. Mate, you get him some deer antler spray; he'll be fine. Um, <laughs> mate, you can go. You can do whatever. Like if you're over in America, they can't drug test you, can they? No, they can't. Just fill in with stem yeah, cells. It'll be right. Exactly right. Just fucking load up, mate. PEDs. Yeah. Have, have you pep? Um, They're not going to fly someone over there. Uh, and check. Uh, a week after the Warriors got Dejan Azzi from the Cowboys, they've got another promising young playmaker from the Roosters this time. Ronald Volkman will be going the next year. I only saw him in those trials at Saturday, but he had some nice touches. Um, yeah, he looks all right. Yeah, fine. We talked about Tom Gilbert last week, didn't we? We did. But yeah, the yeah. Roosters. So the, um, the Warriors keep signing halves, but actually only have a few on contract next year. So. Mm. Like they haven't got Chanel signed well, up or Cody Chanel, signed up. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I think she's uh, gone. The hey. Dolphins signed another child today, but um, I ended up doing a story for work today, just looking at the pieces they've signed so far, and then also looking at who's off contract for next year and could fill the rest of the team that they've got left. And my God, like good, mate. the cupboard is pretty bare as far as backs go. Hey, like I literally had to write players in like Hayes Perham and Tane Milne as guys they might have to target to play two through five because like if they don't get Herbie Farmworth, they need to get someone off an early release, or they are like, I mean, they're looking at like. New South Wales Cup level back one. Yeah, I mean, as you said, Herbie's available or probably available and to be talked to, and they can negotiate with him. They're what chasing Munster, as we know. Um, they're chasing for feeder now as well, but that's for the year after. But I, I do think the Dolphins are pretty aware that they won't have a competitive squad next season. But I think there were some guys who had to get their hands on, like Jesse Arthurs. I've no idea why. Like, I don't mind him. I don't mind the Broncos re-signed him. He could probably go there next year. We loaned him out. He probably could go there. You know, there's, as you said, there's Herbie Farmworth, Corey Oates, self contract, Suliasi Vunavalu is talking to like them, probably the Broncos, talking to Japan rugby. They might get him. I, th- I think they can muster a squad together. And there's a few guys in England, not say English backs, but probably like Connie Hurrell's rumored to cu- coming back with them. And that's a great vibe signing. A footy signing, I don't know. He's well out of shape now, but. There's a couple of Aussies here they can maybe bring back, but I don't think we all know they're not going to be a, a great roster season one. I think what they're doing smarter is um the Katoa they stole from from Panthers was what was he the uh, the player of the match in the yeah, SG ball uh, I mean, final on the weekend. He looks yeah. good and well, you know, Harrison Gray and they signed up a hooker up. At, uh, they've also got James Roberts' there. brother. Yeah, but when it, I thought Winner so, Manly playing quite well yeah. and he's playing 80 minutes every week and he's a teenager still. Like, I think that's where they might make some good signings. But I think we all know that that team not going to be good for Well, it's team. weird, right? So, like, I, I, there's only been in the NRL era three um, three teams before this that have started from scratch. Mm. And that's Melbourne, uh, 98, South 02, Titans, 2007. And it looks like mm. right now they're going to be closer to South 02. Then if, if the three if the three spectrums are South So two at one end, the Titans in the middle, and the Storm at the other end, I think they're between the Titans and Souths, but closer to the Souths end at the moment. Well, the thing with the Titans, we spoke about this in the past. Like I said the issue, my issue with Redcliffe was like not only does not really anyone go like not many fans for it, calling out for this team. Like Gold Coast Titans had players queuing up to go there. And mm. whilst they had a pretty average squad at the end of it, they still had like they had Luke like, Bailey, Preston Scott Campbell, Prince, Luke Bailey, Presto, Scott Prince, Anthony Frenchie. Yeah. And a lot of those guys, like Scott Bailey, uh, sorry, Luke Bailey, not Scott Bailey. Shout out Scott Bailey. But Luke Bailey and Scott Prince and stuff are like fanging to go to the Gold Coast. Yeah. You know? And this Redcliffe side has not really drawn anyone up there. It's weird, isn't it? But it is. And I know I knew with Perth there were some guys who wanted to go there if that happened. But yeah, it's just going to be a bit of a slow burn for them. They'll talk to some guys for 2023. Because already, I hate that they're allowed to talk. They're allowed to talk already. So they can talk to a feeder. And they'll line some of those guys up and try and build from that season, I think. I just think it was way too short of a turnaround. We were, we both agreed on this thing. Like that, like spinning a club around and getting all those players to join in such a short period, it's like the Gold Coast Titans had, what, May 2005 they were accepted mm. and they didn't, that, like, they had an, and, an extra and, year to the top. And there was the a lot of hype around them too. Like, you remember Michael Searle used to be on the yeah. footy show all the time, gassing mm-hmm. them up. Like, it was a big deal. And this doesn't trying to bring the team feel, back from 99, mate. And this time. doesn't feel like as much of a big deal. Yeah, they had a big knockback in, I don't know, 2004. They were, and then they bid again in 2000. Like, they were not bad for like five years. As you said, it was around for a long time. Mm. So they got it in. So it does feel like it'll be between that Titan side and that South team. 
And I don't know if they have the same way of being saved that South had, but I'm sure they'll they'll find they'll find their way. You know, hmm. I'd rather have caps. I'd rather have a be in a spot like Redcliffe than be in a spot like the Tigers have been for the last decade. That's fair. That Storm team is so funny. They finished two points off top in their inaugural season. They just hooed up all the best players from all the Super League teams that went bust and then signed yeah. also signed like Glenn Lazarus and Robbie Kearns. Oh, no, Robbie Kearns was yeah, one of those and guys. The, but and they got to Glenn steal like Hunter Mariners players. That's what like I'm saying. Young, like they got all the guys from yeah. Adelaide, yeah. Perth, and, and Hunter Mariners. Yeah, and then the Hunter Mariners had a couple the of gems. They did. They had. I looked at it today. They had Matt Geyer, Brett Kamali, Robbie Ross. So some good players. Yeah. And that's it. That was like the the couple of gems they put in and made a massive difference. They, said they got some other guys from other defunct sides. Uh, Those Scott, are the big ones. Scott, Scott Hill, Hill as well. Yeah. Yeah. Scott and Hill Richard Swain. Big one. Yeah, Richard oh. Swain had been around a bit though, hadn't he? Old Richard. He, he was a he was a gun back in the fantasy NRL days of like 0203. He was, mate. The real um, ones remember. The real ones remember. Yeah, and, and then they had they got Twerick now Nick Howe from uh the Sharks, but yeah, yeah. like they just assembled. They obviously yeah, they had, had the best time to assemble the team, mate. Like, yeah, you know, pretty much pick pick your poison from guys who are looking for opportunities. And unfortunately, to have the yeah, the Dolphins for their sake haven't got that right now. And the other half hard thing for being the Dolphins is because of the last couple of years that it's actually much harder to identify those guys who are outside of the system because of no footy for like two years. Yeah, yeah, that's well, true. They'll be fine. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Moving on. We got um. Uh, we, I mean, we we talked about for feeder of monster them chasing them. Is there is there much else we got to say this week about what anything anything? Yeah, no, no. I don't think so. What do you got going on? What have I got going on this week? I don't know. We got magic <laughs> ground. I'm looking forward to. It's about it. Yeah, we we all... pause. Like I don't want to make any plans this week before it. You know. No, that's fair. I mean, I've got. I mean, yeah, I'm still off the drink till Magic Round, so that's going okay. Same, off the drink till then. Turn up, no piss fitness, be cheap drinker. It's never been a problem for me, mate, but I'm worried about you. Yeah, you're full of it. <laughs> One hangover and you think I can't drink. Drinking's well, not a problem. That's true. It's the next day. Um, yeah. Mr. Early Peak himself. You and Frank should have a peak off. Who can get, mate, who can vomit if you, first. If you, if you, yeah. if you write, you know who else rose again? Jesus. So think about that. Yeah. Another false god you're trying to sell to the listeners, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's Nico Hines and Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Apologize again. <laughs> both long, both long hair. <laughs> both long-haired false prophets in your eyes. Fantastic. All right, we did it. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me. <laughs>